And then there were four. Can Australia stop the Dutch juggernaut? And history beckons for Spain and Ireland at the Vitality Hockey World Cup. And you're there with the World Cup Daily. Yes, indeed, you are with the World Cup Daily. That is, of course, the Vitality Hockey World Cup. My name's Matt Allen. We're bringing you show number 14. And sitting opposite me is Paul the Octopus. I'm <laughs> yes. oh, sorry, Mr. John Lee. <laughs> Let me just spread my tentacles out, shall I? Yep, little social media joke there, folks. And, of course, if you're on the social media, you can find us on Facebook and careful the way I say that now, Instagram and Twitter, all at the reverse stick. And don't forget to follow our partners, The Hockey Family, at The Hockey Family on all of the social media, and you'll find them at thehockeyfamily.com. You can, of course, go to our website, thereversestick.net. You'll be able to get all of the shows direct from there. If you've not got a podcast player, of course, you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast providers. Right now, though, we've got to get to all of the action, and it's really getting down to the pointy end of this, isn't it? Semi-finals have been decided. The last of the quarter-finals played last night. Two games, and let's get into those results. First up, Ireland and India. Potentially a mouth-watering contest. It was nil all at full time and went to the shootout, following a pattern of very of quite a few of the other quarter-finals that we've had as well. You know, neither team being able to get a sentencing, neither team really throwing the game at, at the opposition, and at the end, it's ended up a shootout. Yeah, certainly the Indians soaked up everything in that first half there. Um, got numbers around the ball. They were pretty steady at the back. I thought um, uh, Grace Deep Ecker, the 24-year-old from Odisha, the number three there, had a, had a good, solid game at the back for the Indians. But really, you know, the, most of the game was played in either 25, wasn't it? Not, yeah, not a lot of elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if we look at the stats quickly, uh, India had more circle entries, seven, uh, 10 to 7, uh, Ireland, but shots on target, India had two and Ireland one. Three shots in 60 Three minutes. Three shots in 60 minutes. One penalty corner, which was to India, and that was in the last quarter. Neither team really tried to... to Get that forward pressure onto the onto the other side. It was um, I won't use the term frustrating. Well, no, I think it frustra- It was a frustrating game to to some degree, and especially from the Indian side of things, they got ten circle entries. If they had picked up say five penalty corners out of those ten entries, they were probably a good chance to score a goal. Yeah, look, I think they'd be pretty happy with where they finished up the tournament. Yeah. When you look back at it in a couple of weeks' time, not today, obviously. And uh, we, we mentioned before. When the game, a game like this where you nil all and it goes to a shootout and it knocks you out, you haven't really lost. No. You know, so I don't think we should. Yeah, you don't, you don't progress, but. Yeah. Yeah, you, you haven't lost. Now, we got some great audio from the Irish group, um, and, uh, well, like, let's, should we start off with Coach Graham Shaw on, on what his plans were going into the game? We shall. We're just trying to negate their strengths. Um, they're, they're really, really uh, strong down the right hand side, and, and, and we knew that, so we tried to just block it up a little bit and, send them to the other side of the field a little bit because um, they like to play these 45 balls and sometimes if you, if you switch off and maybe um, you know, miscontrol the ball, the ball pops in behind you. So yeah, just try to uh, just sew up that whole left-hand side and then, um, and then try play off that. Probably didn't have the, maybe the, the composure and quality in the final third that we're looking for, but oh, I'll take it. I'll take it all day. If you grind out those results, it really shows, um, it shows what your team is all about. And... Um, I tell you one thing, 
There's this group or a special group of players that I'm just, it's an absolute privilege to be a part of it. And that's what Ireland have been doing the whole time, isn't it? Just grinding out results and, you know, it's got them to where they are now. But grinding out results, but with a smile on their face. <laughs> we take the first um, grab from, oh, the grab from Ali Meek, Meeky there. Yep, uh, let's have a look. We've got her. So Ali, go. Ali was speaking to Teo McLeod from the hockey family. That was some end to the game. Mm. Talk about exciting. Look, what else would you want? Do you know what I mean? A bit of spice. That's us. That's, that sounds awful. Who says that? <laughs> ah, Mickey does. Oh, melt, my brain is melting after that. That's it. The, uh, the Irish team is spicy. You heard it here first, Alice and Mickey. Yep, you said it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Three words. Three words. Dreams come true. I have to think about that one. I was like, only three. You can do this, Ali. It's been some journey. Mm. It's been some journey. That's an understatement. Um, absolute understatement. And you know what? It's, it's no more than we deserve. We work day in, day out. Um, we really do put blood, sweat and tears into this. And you know, this is a momentous occasion. And hopefully, you know, we've really shown the world what we're made of today. It's just outstanding. Outstanding it is. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy Alison there. Um, Spicy. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's not just the work those girls put in as much as that's, you know, obviously a worthy achievement for them and should be proud of it. But also, Hockey Island deserves some credit for what they put into the women's program. And um, Although there's a really interesting article um, in oh, one of the Irish papers from former international Johnny Watterson yes. about what they've achieved with the lack of funding and the lack of support. Bearing in mind, they only got a major sponsor on Softco yeah. uh, three months ago, something like that, after searching for um, a lengthy time. Just on that preparation, um, we'll hear again from, from Graham Shaw here about where this journey started to get them to this uh, position where they're in a World Cup semi-final. We sat in November in, in Spain and we sat down and we tried to create a culture that we could go forward and achieve something special. One of the part of our culture was to inspire the next generation and, and I think they've most certainly done that today. Oh, definitely. I think um, you know, there'll be a lot of interest in women's hockey in Ireland, hopefully oh. hockey full stop. And you know, it will encourage the Irish government to get behind the sport perhaps. Or, and private sponsors, that there is some value in, in supporting hockey. And I could see, just on following social media, the buzz and the excitement that was happening in Ireland, the fact that the game was being broadcast, broadcast live on a yeah. national broadcaster. Free to wear. Uh, free to wear. Nice to see Kate Dillon, an ex-clubmate of ours, uh, one on the panel there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely fantastic for, for Irish hockey. Now, um, we can't not finish talking about this little segment without hearing from goalkeeper um, Aisha McFerrin who um, look, had an absolute barnstormer in the shootout didn't she? What were you thinking in the, uh, sh- in the shuffles there? Um, honestly I, d- I don't really know <laughs> it was just about trying to stay as calm as possible um, I, had all faith, I had complete faith in the five girls that were going to take it so it was about me stepping up and trying to do my job um, I knew the Indians were getting uh, tired towards the end of the game so they were going to they're very skillful players so they're going to try and eliminate me um, and make it difficult for me so I was about to stay with them and just be impatient and luckily I was able to do that Did you have a game plan? Did um, I, did, I did my homework on the Indians I had a, a lot of video on them that I was able to watch um, so it's just about knowing what traits they'll fall back on in those pressure situations because um, it's a high pressure situation like you've got a lot of people out there who are trying to encourage you put you off whatever um, but it's just trying to focus on what they might, they might or might not do yeah, I think Sean Moranio will probably be doing a little bit of training on the old shootouts. I thought the Indians, I don't know, they, they didn't go into it 
seeming like they had a whole lot of energy. The, the, the Irish girls during that shootout phase seemed keen to, let's get it on, let's take this on, whereas the Union girls didn't quite seem as keen for it. Well, Aisha was also asked about... Um, how she goes about her routines with uh, with the shootout, the shuttle, the shuffle, the one-on-one, the one-versus-one, whatever you want to call <laughs> the it. Shoot. The shoot. The um, shoot. And uh, whether um, whether there were some tactics coming into play with the amount of time it was taking for her to get ready for them. Yeah, also I just I wanted to take my time. Um, it's, I know for me it's why I kind of keep my heart rate down, staying calm as possible. Um, I like to kind of eye up my opposition just so that I can have a, a quick memorise of what they may or may not do, evaluate what I might do. So it is, yeah, it is about trying to put them off. I do like to play games and the shit out. Um, but yeah, I was able just to kind of get in there and do the job. There's that little bit of an American college accent creeping in there. Yeah, isn't there? yeah just a little <laughs> bit. Well, that, that's Ireland, off to the semi-final. Well, they'll meet Spain. Yeah, and uh, well, who'd have thought that the 16th and the 11th ranked team well, 10th or 11th, I think, uh, would be... 10th, India 10th. 10th, India 10th. Um, yeah, 16 and 11 will be playing off in a semi-final for a place in a World Cup. And, you know, there's been a bit of comment on the old socials about, oh, you know, the good old conspiracy crap that they carry on with about draws and fixtures and, the every, you know, it's biased against Asia and all this sort of stuff. If you look at who those teams have beaten... They deserve to be there. I mean, Germany had a chance. They stuffed it up. Could have been Argentina stuffed it up in the pools. Um, <laughs> you know, that you, you can only beat who you play against, and they deserve everything, every success they get. Well, what is now guaranteed is that either the 11th-ranked Spain or the 16th-ranked Ireland will play in a World Cup final. Fantastic. They've got to play against each other first, though, to work that one out. And, of course, we've got a day off today for hockey, and that's being played tomorrow on Saturday. We'll, we'll preview those games yep, we'll, tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll have a show coming we'll, tomorrow morning, day, show number 15. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look ahead to those semi-final games later on in the day at the Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre there in London. Got a, another game to get through. A sad game for the locals. Unfortunately, well, another another packed house, another warm night there. Um, it was uh, it's, it's heated up again, hasn't it? After that, cooled down with the rain towards the start of the week. Yeah. Um, Netherlands versus England. I think uh, just about everybody was thinking the Netherlands were going to win and win quite comfortably. We were probably hoping for an upset. Uh, but it wasn't to be, and the Netherlands comfortably won that game 2-0. They could easily have won that game 5 or 6-0. Um, they created a lot of chances. We look at circle entries, 15-6 to in favour of the Dutch, 12-1 to shots on target. You know, possession 53% to 47. Surprisingly, only one penalty corner for the whole game, and that happened in the first quarter. It went to the Netherlands. And, you know, there was a lot of deep defence from England in that game, wasn't there? There was. Is this the way that everybody wants to try and take on the Dutch? Yeah. Um, It doesn't seem to be working for anybody at the moment, does it? But we did hear from Laura Unsworth. Yep. We wanted to stop them from playing hockey, and ultimately they did because they didn't create many chances and we knew that there would be long periods of the game where we wouldn't have the ball and we would have to defend and keep it tight and narrow and we did and we did our jobs and just one of those days where on a different day they wouldn't have scored and 
Yeah, maybe not. They wouldn't have scored from the chances that they did. They would have scored from the other chances <laughs> they created. Unfortunately, it's hard when you've just lost a game like that and you've tried as hard as you hard as you can. And you know, two 0 against the Dutch isn't a bad result, but watching the game, they were thoroughly beaten. Yeah, well, but two two nil. It was two nil the other yeah. way around in the Rio Olympics, it wasn't was. it? I'd, I wouldn't say it's, uh, there's such a thing as revenge going on there because it's very different groups that are involved. But there are still still some players that remember those games um, we also heard from uh, well, we, we spoke to Lidovay Vautens and Mateo spoke to Lidovay Vautens and just we were wondering about whether it's worth having a punt oh, too bad always bad oh. on the Dutch well there you go there's a tip for you always bad on the Dutch and look going that, we'll talk more about it in tomorrow's show as a preview to the semi-finals but they are, they are ominous they're everybody's favourites in fact a lot of the conversations have been going on have been around you know who's going to come second it's almost like the Dutch are being forgotten about because everybody expects them to win um, not, they're not unbeatable they're definitely not unbeatable but they're very very good formidable opponents for any side and you're going to have to be on your very best uh, level of play plus some to get anywhere close to them and of course we also caught up with uh, Dutch star Kai van Maasaka next up yeah. Australia yeah they're gunning for you. Yeah, yeah. well, really cool. I'm really excited to be in the semi and uh, looking forward to the game. Yeah, I spoke to Pet, uh, Paris, yeah. the uh, number three, mm-hmm. after the last game. She said um, mm-hmm. she's really looking forward to playing Holland. Yeah, of course, and we're looking forward as well to play that game. It's amazing to be in the, the semi-final of uh, the World Cup. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Excitable. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say someone's quite focused there. I like the little huh. when Brooke Paris's <laughs> name was mentioned. They they're just trampling on everybody. They don't care. Well, there was interesting comments in the hockey paper yesterday that the uh, um, they thought that England played like headless chickens. Um, well, unfortunately, nobody wanted to join me at Nando's. I would agree with that. I, I think that that's not too far off the truth. That comment. Because they they try so hard, and I, m- I made the comment yesterday, they try too hard at times. Yeah. And that, that is why I think that they sometimes appear to be have that headless chicken look. Clever mind games from the Dutch as well there. But, you know, when you're world number one, perhaps you can afford to. Uh, it could be embarrassing if you take a fall in the semi-final, though, couldn't it? Oh, well, especially when you're playing the Australians. And, you know, there's a lot of history between the Dutch and the Australians. They, they allegedly discovered this great continent. Yeah. The Dutch. Rottnest Island. Rottnest Island, exactly. Dirk Harnock, all the Batavia, all that sort of stuff. The Doifkin. Love a bit of Dutch history. So, anything else uh, to, to well, play, audio to play back there from, from the game? I don't believe there is. We've got some stuff to play tomorrow as a preview to the uh, to the semi-finals. We should just briefly mention those games. So we'll do a full preview tomorrow. Um, let's have a look now. At final four in our hockey World Cup sweepstakes. Oh, yeah, John, um, unfortunately, Tansy dropped out with England last night, but we've still got Ben Hughes with the Netherlands, Aronan Seven with Spain, Leeds Adele Hockey Club with Australia, and rounding it out, where are we? Du-du-du-du. Stephen Broadfoot with Ireland. Good luck to you guys. Of course, up for grabs is a signed uh, program from all the commentary team. Okay, those games coming up on Saturday, the two semi-finals. Semi-final two will be played first. It's Ireland versus Spain. It's at 2 p.m. Uh, London time. 
and the Netherlands-Australia final to follow that semi-final one will be at 4.30pm London time. Just a, a quick word on the teams that have, have missed out, missed their quarterfinals out here. We've got India, of course, who, you know, I, I think they are very much on a learning curve. They've got a very young team at this, this World Cup. Probably got a player or two that might drop out within the next 12 to 18 months, but the, the core of them are going to be together for quite a while. And I think Sean Morania and the Indian board should be congratulated for what's gone on there. And Harendra Singh, because he was part of the improvement that's happened there with the Indian Eves. And we've been, we were well critical or questioning, I suppose, of what was going on at India with the coaches chopping and changing and swapping backwards and forwards. Yes, but, we were. You know, look, it seems to be working out for Indian hockey. The men have definitely improved, and the women are certainly going through a resurgence. Uh, the other team that's going home after last night is the host nation, England. They don't have far to go, but it would be a very disappointing drive. Yeah, I think they'd be disappointed to go out at the quarterfinal stage. Like you said before, they were unfortunate to have to meet the Dutch in, in the quarterfinals, yeah. and that says something about the seeding and about how the the, the draw has been set up, because you would expect the number one and the number two to be in the opposite sides of the draw, and that would be potentially your, your final if everything went to the, the seeding. It also rankings. goes to the fact that England weren't playing well during the pool stages, because had they have played as well as we thought they should have, they would have missed the Dutch. We saw progression into the Korea game, though. There was a finally seemed yeah. to be a, a, a little breaking of the shackles, but they just didn't quite have enough when it, when it came to taking on the might of the Orangi. The Belgians... Uh, well, they went out. Oh, uh, sorry, not Belgium. No, um, Germany went out to Germany, Spain. Germany, Spain. Um, I think Germ- Germany. Disappointed. Like, yeah, they would disappointed. Be but disappointed. Like, like we heard from Jana Muller-Veland, um, they just got to take it on the chin. They didn't yeah. perform on the day. They didn't score more goals than the other team. Therefore, they're going. They're, they're going home and they live to fight another day. But look, you know, they got to look to, a lot to look forward there as well. It's a very strong setup. Uh, Wrecking has only been in there. Oh, under a year, or, yeah. or, you know, around a year. Um, it probably is about a year now, isn't it? Um, and you know, they keep they keep on progressing, keep on progressing. Of course, Argentina, um, they'd be very disappointed, but they showed that for all the flair, all the running, the verve, and the vigour, um, they couldn't always stick it in the back of the net. No, they couldn't. And they're another team that was a victim of their form in the pools, because. The you know, they would have probably have figured they were going to finish top of that pool. I agree. Yeah. And and that would have meant they missed certain teams until certain stages of the of the finals. And that's what happens. If you don't put it together, you know, you might scrape into the, the finals and still be in with a chance, but you're going to be facing the, the... If you finish lower in that pool, you're going to be facing the best teams, and there's always a chance when you play the best teams you're going to lose out to them. And you just have a look across those four quarterfinal games, though, John. Four games... 240 minutes of hockey, three goals scored. <laughs> yeah, well, we, <laughs> two of them, de- yeah, two of them decided by the shootout, and the two winning sides in those shootouts, Australia and Ireland, relied on superb efforts from their goalkeepers, yeah. both absolutely world class on the one-on-one, the one-v-one, the shootout, the shuttle, the shuffle, the showdown. And after watching Matty Hinch's performance last night, it has definitely been a keeper's tournament because they could easily have gone, as I mentioned, down by a few more. And Matty was largely responsible for that not happening. Yes, they are. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, my, mind's, my mind's thinking ahead to our show for next week, John. Now, of course, we've got a couple more World Cup dailies to bring you to take you through to the yep. conclusion of the Vitality Hockey World Cup. Um, but 
next week it's back to normal business for us so we'll be doing our record on a Wednesday or a Thursday night for a Thursday or Friday release of the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast it's a little bit more long form than the World Cup Daily um, that's a little bit more waffle from us but we always fit in some really great interviews um, we talk about all the issues in the world game we give you the results from the big tournaments that are happening there's so much coming up um, at the moment we've got the Masters World Cup we'll be talking about that there's the hockey series open another three or four rounds of that are, are coming up over the next couple of months so there's lots and lots of action that we bring you every week on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all at the Reverse Stick. That's about all we've got for today, Matt. Um, we'll be doing the big preview tomorrow for the the semi-finals and the final coming up on Sunday. It's going to be intriguing. I think the Australian-Netherlands game is uh, going to be the one that everybody's watching uh, just to see whether someone can actually take it up to the Dutch we're finally getting to see some traction in the media around the world as well now we're getting to the pointy end of things so have a chat with your mates tell them the hockey's on tonight the hockey's on later on get your eyes in front of a screen if you're heading down to Lee Valley have a wonderful time enjoy the hockey enjoy the warm weather we'll see you tomorrow for show 15 see you mate